SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Let's welcome our A-Team guest, the CEO of Sun International, and that is Anthony Lemming. He's going to be talking to us about how COVID-19 has affected the hotel industry, something very, very critical, because we know that tourism is one of those industries that hires a lot of people. A-Teamers, let me remind you, the number to get us on is 0614-104-107 on WhatsApp or on 011-714-2006. Anthony, thank you very much for giving us your time and joining us this evening my pleasure good evening good evening to your listeners now anthony you are a ceo of one of the biggest uh, hotel groups in south africa within uh, the tourism industry COVID 19 has hit everyone but i think the tourism industry has been one of the hardest hit industries can you tell us about some of the challenges you faced yeah well i think you know when you're in a hotel business most of your investment is in the product and physical product. When you have to close and you've got no customers, clearly you just start incurring costs. So it's been extremely difficult going through a period of lockdown um, and then coming out. And when you look at it, there's so many markets in the tourism space and certainly have been affected a lot more than others. Local leisure has come back and come back quite nicely. So there's a strong demand for local leisure, but there's also a lot of pricing pressure. Um, people are looking for bargains and certainly that's out there. The corporate sector however, is just not recovering. It's very sluggish and very slow. And then clearly the international sector is going to be under extreme pressure for a long time. Mm. And in terms of, um, you know, incurring the costs and overheads while COVID-19 had put us really under lockdown and all the hotels were closed. What about your employees? Um, You know, yes, you were closed, but were your employees, um, uh, you know, affected to a point that some of them could not even return back to some of the hotels? Yeah, well, obviously, while we locked down, there was really, really a bit of a skeleton staff and mainly sort of security and surveillance type people on, on site, a bit of repairs and maintenance here and there, but, but literally no one was on site. We um, paid staff 40%, so all salaries across the group were reduced by 60%. Um, so people had to take on 40%, and it's very difficult to live on 40%. Fortunately, uh, obviously, the third scheme helped a little bit in terms of the cash flow. Um, and certain certain employees benefited and helped the company as well to get through what's been an extremely difficult period. The challenge you have is, as your business builds is how many people can you bring back, and that's the real challenge. So we brought back um, people. We're paying now for hours worked, and slowly it's increasing. But uh, you know, employees are still earning well less than the normal salaries, um, and all all senior people are still also on reduced salaries, around about 70 to 80 percent. Um, and then the schedule workers are working anything from 40 to 60 percent of normal hours. Mm. If you are in the uh, tourism industry or even hotel industry, a teamers, I'd like to hear from you how this particular um, COVID-19 and pandemic, and also the lockdown, has affected you. Or if you've got questions to ask from a CEO who understands the industry, please do call in on 0891-104-207, or even send your WhatsApps on 0614-104-107. We've got Anthony Liming, who's the Sun International CEO. Anthony, now in terms of um, the opening up of local travel, which is a good thing. How do you, as a hotel industry, um, you know, give give us as your customers and clientele reassurance that everything is above board in terms of compliance for the health and safety uh, regulations around COVID nineteen? Yeah, well, look, I think you know we we put all the procedures in place, all the health standards, we temperature screen temperature screening, 
Um, obviously, sanitized stations. We've increased the cleaning of rooms, uh, made sure people have the right procedures to follow. So I think the, the, the hotel environment is relatively safe. But I think the challenge we have is obviously ensuring all our guests comply. So, you know, when you get to a place like Sun City, it's a big resort, and ensuring your guests do comply. We have that instance, and, and really it's making sure people are wearing their masks um, and following the procedures they have to. So managing crowds is, is the biggest issue, um, managing the people and making sure that we don't have any gatherings at large gatherings of crowds, implying and putting, making sure the curfews adhered to. You know, people on the resort don't want to go to bed at 12, um, but we've again had to close down all properties, close down the casino, close down to the restaurants, and make sure people do go back to their rooms, which is a real challenge. And I think, you know, people don't always understand it. They've often had a little bit to drink, and it does become quite difficult. So from the staff perspective, they've been well-trained. Uh, they know what they have to do, and they're applying the procedures. And certainly, you know, we're having to manage very carefully around all these uh, issues and, and manage people very carefully as well. Mm. And uh, has this, uh, I mean, making sure that you adhere to all the regulations and the lockdowns and so on, uh, caused you to have perhaps more um, um, security staffing or ushering staffing within your resorts and hotels to ensure that your guests are adherent to um, regulations? Yeah, we've had to reposition certain people. I mean, in some cases, we've used some of our food and beverage staff to make sure they, they operate certain stations where there are, say, screen checks or, or um, temperature checks. Um, and we've been able to use more of our staff because it's not that busy. The food and beverage side isn't that busy at the moment. So where we can, we do use our staff to, um, to, to uh, put these procedures in place and make sure the environment is controlled. It is very difficult, and you often have a, a lot of check-in times. You know, it's 7 o'clock um, on a Friday or 6 to 7 o'clock on a Friday when people are coming through from, say, for some city. It can be quite challenging. Uh, we do try to pre-check people in and try and manage to make sure there are no crowds. Uh, managing the queues are very important. And people mostly are pretty understanding of the situation we're in, and I think on large we've got complemented on our procedures that we have put in place. Now, Anthony, you know, another thing that's a big uh, factor when it comes to the industry, the hotel industry, is things like conferencing and now with the regulations of capacity and so on. Have you seen an uptake on conferencing, booking and the likes? We've seen a few, but it's still very, very slow. I mean, you know, we had large conference facilities, obviously, at a place like Sun City and the Mazdan Sanson. So certainly we have significant conferencing areas. Um, there's no way it's going to return this year and probably only midway through next year when you have a bit of a return. Where I'm a little bit optimistic is it's not great talking on the phone all the time, teams meetings, uh, in the new way of working. At some stage, people want to get together and connect um, as a team. And I, I was, I'm hopeful that certainly that creates the, the getaway destination, the conference destination, like a Sun City, um, as that table bay anywhere else, because people do need to interact and it's, you don't, it's not the same experience as sitting on a team's call or the like. So in the future, um, certainly the way we're working is going to change, and we're certainly optimistic that we'll have the right product. We can connect people virtually from, say, a Cape Town crowd to a crowd at some city. So we do have the tools now in place, and we certainly get in the heart. We can have a, a conference with a difference. Mm, that's wonderful to know because obviously, like you've mentioned, it, it, everyone wants to be able to have that human interaction um, and all these online platforms are good. But woo, if you want to get your uh, work team together, it's always good uh, to be face to face. Now, in terms of um, bargain hunters, <laughs> us South Africans who still want to go out and about, has the hotel industry come up with ways to make sure that pricing is good? But it, it's also, you know, adherent for what you as an industry need to charge and make up for the lost uh, income during lockdown. Yeah, look, you never make up the lost income. I think, you know, an empty bed is an empty bed. You don't sell it again. 
So it's uh, you, you can't make up the thing. We can't go and start pushing pricing. So there is a bit of a supply-demand challenge at the moment. Clearly, you know, our investment's made, so it is about uh, getting incremental cash flow and really trying to, to do the best you can. But while there's um, a lot of products out there, a lot of people offering specials, trying to, you know, go after the consumer's wallet, um, it's difficult. So the specials are very good. The best specials at the moment, though, are the, the high-end international game reserves where, you know, the 20,000 rand and outside product um, you can pick up for uh, really very, very cheaply at the moment for a local residence because they're obviously onto international travelers. So, yeah, there are definitely bargains out there. Um, and I think that, you know, the local industry has uh, come out and supported. We've, we've been pretty busy on weekends. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, the real challenge is your midweek conference business, um, internationals, that has just absolutely um, disappeared. How long do you think, uh, Anthony, will it take for the hotel industry and tourism industry at large to return back to financial normal normalcy? Look, it's a, it's a difficult one to answer. I mean, mm. I think when you look at what's happening in Europe at the moment and the UK, they just started opening up when their summer came and, you know, everything was sort of going going rosy. Um, you know, they're not going to be traveling for three to six months um, out of out of those areas, I think, for quite a while, given what's actually occurred. So it's very difficult to determine exactly on the international side. I think local leisure, to a large extent, recovered. And again, locals can't travel overseas either or where, you know, it's very limited. So they tend to look at local destinations a lot more. At the moment, I believe it's very hard to get any accommodation on the coast um, over December. Uh, but clearly, South Africans are getting, wanting to get away. They're not going overseas. They're using their, their holiday homes, um, and it's very tough. So I think the different sectors are going to take quite some time. You know, corporates are under financial pressure. Uh, we'll cut things like travel, um, cut hotel stays, and, and the like, and use uh, technology to a large extent. So each sector, the business sector, I think will take a little bit longer to recover. The, the leisure product, like a Sun City, I think will be a little bit quicker. So each product is slightly different, and it depends on which market your particular hotel serves. Mm. Um, but before we close off, now you, we know that there are young people who are enrolled at universities, FET colleges, and and the like, studying tourism as a sector. And and now with COVID nineteen, they realise that this was one of the industries that was hit hard first. It was one of the industries that um, really, really uh, people lost jobs, and the recovery is quite slow. Can you encourage or, or or give some sort of hope in in the stock cloud to young people who are currently studying this particular, you know, industry and want to get into it? Is there hope that there will be jobs? Is there hope that they will graduate and perhaps even start businesses of their own? I think you know the tourism industry. If you look at what people are looking for into the future, it is definitely those experiences, and it's moved away from just having assets, um, you know, buying things, and it certainly is about experiences. So. I've no doubt this is a you know once in a hundred year experience that we're going through in COVID, and certainly in the future, travel will come back, and and the, the, it's one of the most rewarding industries to operate work in. Um, you know, certainly, we love it. Once you once the bug bit, you you definitely stay in it. So very few people leave the industry. It is the industry that people do love. I think you know serving people, you, it's a calling, and those that love it will stick to it. So I, I'm optimistic. In down the road, tourism will recover. Um, you know, they, like I say, certain sectors might take a little bit longer, such as business travel. But tourism does recover, and it certainly will be appealing. People, the minute the lockdown is lifted, people wanted to get away. Uh, and that's quite a key aspect of, of tourism. And I think internationally, there's going to be the want and the, the catch-up and, you know, really want to get away again. And it said, we'll come back. It is obviously depends on a vaccine, depends on COVID becoming no longer a problem. 
Um, so ultimately, yeah, I, I would encourage people to stick to it. If you love the industry, uh, you know, you will succeed. It is a great industry and there are definitely going to be opportunities into the future. Now, for those who have booked themselves into uh, various hotels and are excited for the local leisure that has opened up, what happens when they get to a hotel and they are screened and perhaps their temperature is too high or they've been exposed to someone who was COVID positive? Yeah, look, if they have, we do isolate them immediately. Um, we, we can't obviously let anybody on site that is showing a high temperature. So certainly we have to isolate and uh, make sure the person will, will leave the property. So, we, you know, if, there, if there's any sort of real medical risk, we can take them into hospitals and things like that. But certainly we have isolation rooms. We uh, make sure that people can be isolated. Uh, people are largely aware that if they've been exposed to COVID, they should stay at home. Um, the, the challenge you have is will a person say that they have been exposed on their form? Um, is the key issue, and that's probably the bigger challenge. So, again, not too many people. We haven't seen any putting saying, yeah, I've been exposed and uh, you know, arriving on property. So, yeah, but we have had it. We have had people that have turned away um, and not been allowed on, on property due to high temperatures. Mm. So, when a person is turned away, what happens to their booking? What is the industry oh, standard, perhaps? Yeah, look, I mean, we, we haven't had a lot of experience of it, but certainly, I mean, I think we would love to rebook them. I think when we looked at what happened in lockdown, you know, everyone was either refunded, rescheduled, um, or rebooked. So it was, you know, the, the industry really took the took the pressure, took the pain, um, and made sure those people did not lose out on on the experience. Clearly, if the company's gone under, it's a bit different. But we have survived, and we we will come through quite strong at the end of the day. I think the company's done well, um, and we yeah we we. we uh, cautiously optimistic um, that things will get better. That sounds so exciting. Uh, there's a ray of hope, and we are glad that local leisure is open and our local hotel industry is adherent. Now, from my side, Anthony, all I'm asking for is a weekend away. I definitely need it. So please do book me in into one of your resorts. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, you know, when I look at some of our employees, we're going through, uh, you know, how much pressure they're actually under. Mm. You know, people that are working on these tours payments, um, it's extremely onerous and the amount of reconciliations when you're dealing with 10,000 employees' applications. Um, it, it, people have been under extreme pressure and they all work on less salary. So we're very conscious of some of our employees facing extreme pressure. And I think it's the same at other companies, you know, working on reduced salaries, facing senior colleagues being retrenched. So the stress in, in people is very high at the moment. So I think, you know, getting away is very important. A uh, bit of a sales pitch. Um, you know, we, we certainly, I think, it's well worthwhile people taking some time out uh, particularly when they're under such pressure at the moment. Excellent. Thank you so very much for joining us today and giving us an understanding of the impact of COVID-19 within the hotel industry. My pleasure. That was uh, the CEO of Sun International, Anthony Leeming, and uh, we now know that the industry is open, but there are still challenges. The next uh, thing that we'll be talking about, uh, we'll be talking about uh, the shaping of the future of the taxi industry. This is an industry that has a lot of contention, but this is an industry that really fuels or drives, um, excuse the pun, but drives the the, the economy of the country. And uh, we'll be talking to senior researcher at the University of Fortier, Siabulela Fobosi. This is Late Night Conversations. The time now is half past ten.